0: Welcome to This Week in Photo. Bandwidth for this podcast is brought to you by CashFly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This episode of TWIP is brought to you by FreshBooks. They're the easy to use invoicing solution that's helping freelancers and small business owners get organized and save time invoicing. You can try FreshBooks for free. Just go to freshbookscom slash TWIP and enter TWIP in the how did you hear about us section when signing up. This week on TWIP, it's a wedding and portrait photographer's extravaganza. Several members of the TWIP Army and some new recruits gather in Las Vegas at the WPPI conference to recap their favorite highlights of the show and discuss the current state of the wedding photography business. Joining me on the show are the three co-hosts of the amazing TWIP Wedding Show, Mr. Brian Caparici, Mr. Bruce Clark, and Mr. Robert Evans. Also on the panel is Darlene Hildebrandt of digitalphotomentor.com and Joseph Lenashki of PhotoApps.expert. And Joseph is also the host of the upcoming TWIP PhotoApps show. Also making a cameo is entrepreneur and wedding photographer William Innes. Now, this is a must-listen and historic episode of TWIP. This was recorded Tuesday, March 3rd, 2015 at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is TWIP. Welcome back to another episode of This Week in Photo. This week we have a very special episode. I'm surrounded by a gaggle of my good friends here in Las Vegas, Nevada. We're in the MGM Grand Hotel. We're all gathered here for WPPI 2015, the Wedding and Portrait International Convention. I tried to get all these guys assembled and successfully so that we could talk about their thoughts on the show, as well as kind of, you know, what's the best thing that they saw at the show so far. We're in the end of day two, show's over tomorrow, and then we're just going to talk generally about photography and where they think things are going. This is the wedding and portrait and app and... Everything brain trust of this week in photo So I'm gonna do a roundtable first and have you guys introduce yourself starting with Robert Evans because he has the mic over there Robert, let's just start fresh quick. Just tell us who you are all that good
1: stuff. You know how we do it Okay, I'm Robert Evans uh, Known as a wedding photographer, although I am capable of shooting more than that um, But I've been shooting about 27 years. I shot my first wedding in January of 89 and uh, Love what I do Yeah, and you shoot celebrities I do. I've shot a few. You photograph them. Sorry, just for the <laughs> yeah for the yeah. NSA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I shoot celebrities. I photograph presidents.
2: Nice, there you go. <laughs> wonderful. All right.
0: And to your left is. Oh, first of all, let me let me let me say this. So Bruce Clark has been involved with this week in photo for how many years?
3: I think it's six and a half. S- and since yeah, almost the beginning of something time, something like
0: that. Yeah, since like episode twenty five so or something like so that. So Bruce is, is part of the foundation of this week in photo. So. A formal thank you in person right. for everything that you do yeah, for the show. Thanks. Um so uh Bruce has been working on the show notes and acting as director of content for This Week in Photo forever. And now he's hosting, along with these guys, Twip Weddings. So yeah. and from the looks of and the sounds of what people are saying on the show floor, people are loving the show. Hey. That's so good. tell us who you are, your background awesome. and you know yeah, and why stuff. you have that funny accent. And this it's it's th- <laughs> I don't have an accent. <laughs>
3: Wait till yeah. I say roof and about, then that's where are going <laughs> I've right? heard
0: Brian say A three
3: times today. <laughs> <laughs> We've got that's three
4: Canadians. That we're going to put on the side of the video because between the few of us, uh, yeah, we should we should be able to hit that. <laughs>
3: We've got a. three Canadians a. on, a. on a. the a. panel a. today, so a. yeah. No, and this is my first time meeting Frederick in the flesh. Six All years. All this time working together six and years. in six years, and oh, we haven't crazy. actually met before. It's always. And the first thing we said when we saw each other, and the same thing Brian said to me, you're a lot shorter than I thought you were. <laughs> with these guys, I was like, "You guys are a lot taller because we're always at like the computer height, right?" Yeah. So we never see each other how tall like, You're we a wee are. wee little so. man, I'm a wee little man. Yes, I'm the wee little Canadian leprechaun. So. <laughs> but yeah, so no, I'm uh, Bruce Clark. I'm a wedding photographer from Edmonton, Alberta. I also do like Robert. I do other work besides wedding photography, but primarily that's our that's our business. And this is actually my first WPPI, so I was pretty excited to come this year and, and check it out. So Ooh, and cool. yeah, and awesome. happy to be hosting the you know co-hosting the twip wedding show with these yeah, guys. So. Which is going my like gangbusters.
0: So, yeah. congratulations. Thanks. You. Yeah. All right. To your left, Mr. Caparici. We keep saying left,
4: but for those that are watching the video, it's actually technically the right. Doesn't but matter. it's your left. That's it okay. Yeah. Imagine to it. your left. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm uh, Brian Caparici, a wedding and portrait photographer. Normally, I'm like the token Canadian on the show, but
0: we're today, being overrun. Today, today
4: I kind of feel like we're almost like, well, three, and then William over there. Yeah, so four yeah. or five. So, wow. we're, we're in a good number over here. So, yeah, wedding, portrait photographer, Twip Weddings with these guys, and loving WPPI,
0: love it. Cool, and thank you for coming on the show. And tell us about just a little bit about uh, sprouting photographer and how's it, how it So I
4: teach about the business of photography. I have a huge passion. Um I'm kind of an anomaly. Most photographers don't like business, and so I love the business out of it. So I teach a lot about sales and pricing and marketing and branding and uh, everything that helps us continue to run a successful and sustainable photography business. Yeah,
3: I think Brian has the Excel logo actually tattooed. Right? I do, yes, yes, I do, yeah. yes.
4: a I love. T-shirt that says, I love pivot tables. Well, yeah. <laughs> that joke was lost on me, so maybe I'm not that obsessed you with don't it. Know. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> when you discover pivot tables, you're going to disappear okay, for like yeah. a month, okay. I'm telling you. <laughs> Where did Brian go? <laughs> exactly. Well, cool. Well, welcome. And Thank you. All right, and over here we've got Miss Darlene
2: Hildebrand. So among the Canadians, I seem to be the token female in the entire room <laughs> because Miss Renee is not joining us today. So I will represent the female half of the species. Yes. Um, my name is Darlene Hildebrand, and I have digitalphotomentor.com, and mm-hmm. uh, my other hat, as many people know, is I'm the managing editor of Digital Photography School. And on both sites, we teach photography. Everything about photography. And I've been on with Frederick a few times, and we yep. always have a good time. Yep. Uh, I've been to WPPI. So unlike Bruce, who is, is your inaugural trip, I think this is about my 10th, I want oh, to say. Wow. Oh, Oh, jeez. Yeah, mostly as a trade rep, because I worked for Queensbury Albums for nine years as their, their North American rep. Mm. And uh, so actually, it was really good to connect with them here, and we had dinner last night. Um, so I'm just here kind of, I'm, I'm just hanging out, and I wanted to see some of these people in the flesh, and yeah. there we are.
0: And here you are, connecting, and digitally recording everything. Look at that, it's perfect. All right, <laughs> and to your side, right <laughs> Left goes this way. Next to you is my good friend for, I don't know, how many decades, Mr. Joseph. been a while, has been a while.
5: Yeah, what's us go. Yeah, so, yeah, PhotoJoseph, PhotoJoseph.com, and the newly relaunched, uh, what used to be Expert and now PhotoApps.expert. Website. Very fun stuff. So, yes, my second WPPI. I'm here with Panasonic as a luminary. And of course, yeah. we were on stage earlier today on the Panasonic stage. Yeah. I made you cry on stage, didn't I? Is that what that was? <laughs> Those were tears?
0: Yeah. So cool. You're having a good time here? Absolutely. Yeah. Great show. Man. Love it. Cool. Well, welcome to all you guys. Again, thank you for coming on. I think this is going to be a good show this week in photo and a good WPPI. So, I want to do a roundtable style discussion with you guys. So, feel free to interject. And go through all this stuff, you know. And I'm I'm going to introduce a couple of other people into the discussion after you know we get things going a little bit because you know I want to I want to say that this this is planned, but we really don't have that many mics, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm being transparent with the audience. So we're going to swap out and put some other people in here to get a even bigger conversation. So waiting in the wings, we've got Craig Colvin, good friend of mine, and. Mr. William Ennis back there lurking in the in the shadows behind me, making me feel uncomfortable. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> no, being creepy back there. All right, so well first of all, this is supposed to be a WPBI recap, right? So you guys have walked the show. Robert, you've been on stage talking to people over there in the Sony booth. What do you guys think? You know, what's the what's the big thing that's stuck out in the show so far for you, whether it's a, a new product or just the Overall vibe of the show: positive, negative.
1: What? What do you think? Um, well, of course, I'm on stage three times a day, so it makes it harder to walk the show. But I did get a little chance to walk around today. Um, I think the energy is great. I mean, it seems like a lot of people—they're excited. You know, some new products. I think one of the things that um, I saw that I'm kind of interested in, and I've sort of been consulting with them a little bit, but is a, a new app called Snapshots. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and I kind of equated it Instagram, but they take it a little step further, but geared around the event industry. So what Snapshots app is is uh, it's a collaborative effort between the professional photographer and the guests at the wedding. So you can upload right the, and and it's real easy to invite people like right from an event. So it doesn't have to be a wedding; it could be a party, it could be anything. Yeah. And uh, but your images or mine images as a professional photographer are branded, so people know that. These are the photographer's images, and these are the guest images, but it's a way for the guests, to, you know, for the professional photographer to get a little bit more exposure, and it's in real time, so if they take it that, sub- that step further, it's an element they can also, the guests can purchase images, but only the professional photographer's images, Yeah. and uh, there's another element which I talked to them about, about developing where, as the professional photographer, uh, and I think that's in a, the next release of it, but I can tag the florist, the coordinator, the location, oh, and if they nice. use the app as well, then it can go almost like a Pinterest board. It could go live on their site. So I could be shooting an event, uploading images, because you know my Sony cameras will, wi- I can Wi-Fi with my Sony cameras, right, to. The, you know, my phone immediately and it sends it right up. Yeah, and then I could tag the florist, for instance. And if the florist were also a member, then they could have it live on their site. Yeah. So it's a really interesting app. I think when I first heard about it, I was kind of like, "No, why do I want my images with the guests?" But I really like that it sort of allows more guests to see what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and and works with that. And then now, and when I talk to them about the element of, you know, networking mm-hmm. and and being able to uh, service my you know, the, the planner, the florist, and it, it's really an interesting concept. And uh, they're actually, they're one of the official apps of WBPI. so if you, it's a little late when you listen to this podcast, but you download it and you can see uh, the images that people are taking. So it's really easy to just get invited. Uh, they're in the booth behind Bay Photo in the back room, yeah. but there's a number that you can dial and then you're immediately invited to it. It's really easy to share it. So even if you were at an event, and somebody had it. You just said, "Oh, just text me," and you can text it, and immediately the app's there, and and you can you're invited to that particular event.
0: Yeah, I'm oh, seeing cool. I'm seeing a lot of services like that pop up. What's the name of that
1: one? Uh, Snapshot. 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 And okay. it's also a web application too, so you can. It's not just an app, but it's on the web. So as a photographer, I can go on my back end. So the photographers are the ones, or whether you're a planner, but right now they're targeting the photographers, um, and you can go on the backside and that's where you sort of do some of your branding and they, they keep, they're going to introduce some more uh, elements of it as they, as they roll it out. Yeah. But it's, it's got a lot of, they're, they're really good. Cause I talked to them a lot about, Oh, you should add this to it. No problem. We can do that. It's already there. I, it sounds like they've really designed it well. Yeah. And they've got a little bit of beds going on. So it should be very cool. Yeah. It sounds like
0: there's another one by uh, my friend, Nate Greyhick. What is it? Uh, oh, Sticky? Sticky, Album. Sticky Albums. Yeah. It sounds The way you describe it It sounds very similar to Sticky Albums where you're sharing and you, you know you, you have this app that you can virally share with your clients and the friends and family and they just send a link around and everybody's happy.
5: Cool. I think that's kind of an after-the-fact The thing. Sticky Albums? Right, you, you create, it's like a mini portfolio right. um, if I'm gonna hand you know, if you hire me to do Family Portraits or an event, whatever, I create that little app and I send you the link to it and you download it and then you can share it with your friends. That's all after the fact for the finished photos. This sounds like you said Instagram, it's a live while
1: you're at the event It's thing. real time. Like okay. I can upload cool. right from oh, the wedding, cool. the party, whatever it is. I'm sending it up and obviously you get the bride and groom's buy in yeah. you know before you do it and then but then you almost like it can go viral at the wedding because you get the guests involved and they're taking pictures and yeah. they're uploading. They're on the same gallery. Um, but mine are branded and it shows which one of the professional photographers. Right. And then of course, after the wedding, you know, I, so if you go to an event, you'd think like, oh, maybe I put a few engagement images up. So there's something on the gallery right away. Mm-hmm. I start sending images up as I'm shooting. Uh, the guests are sending images up. And then, then after the wedding, um, you know, then I can put maybe my best 100 images up. I tag my vendors and so they get to see it, but then the guests are all seen, and if they're still part of this app, they can order images. Yeah, um, and They work with Bay Photo, so they can order all the images through them. Very cool. Um, yeah. So it's a really interesting concept. That's cool. Wow, neat. I, was, brief... I
3: was over at the Zenfolio booth today, mm-hmm. and they're launching something not to that level, but something along a Sticky Albums. Mm. So if you're already using Zenfolio for your proofing and stuff, which we already are, you're going to be able to create a gallery or many galleries and share that direct with a client and it shows up as an app on their phone so they just submitted it to the app store and it's apparently going to get approved in a couple of weeks so that's how this you know social app network is always kind of changing with this kind of stuff that is so cool cool. cool. i'm going to take the conversation in
0: that direction a little bit later just the 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 ebbs and flows in the wedding industry specifically around albums and are people still buying albums as these new millennials come into the mix do they care Sorry, Brian, I know you're a But <laughs> <laughs> Do they care? We'll give the mic to Brian. So Brian, what do, you, what do you think? Anything interesting at the show so far? So, well, just- I, I, do you want me to go in
4: that direction or not? Because I actually gave a talk today at the Vision Art booth about the business of wedding albums. and that sort of interesting Oh, yeah, sort go of for it. I want to hear this. But, you know, it's, um, I think it was Fundy Software that did a survey and they said that 50% of wedding photographers today aren't even offering wedding albums to their clients. Wow. Which, which I think is a huge, like, it's a big shame, right? I mean... There's this, there's this idea that we're the most photographed generation, but we enjoy those photographs the least because our, our images live and die on hard drives. Mm -hmm. And that's such a shame that we're in that space. I feel like as photographers, we need to lead the way in that, you know, like we need to kind of be the ones that are, that are being so uh, strict about still wanting to do wedding albums. And the more and more, I love these kinds of apps and I love these kinds of innovations that our industry has, but in my opinion, nothing can beat the printed photograph. And, and I say to my clients all the time, I say photography, my photography is best enjoyed in print. And, and I really only believe that we can get the value out of photography once we have it printed. Yeah. And so I, I, I think, I think there's still the photographers that still push for it, but there's a lot of innovations like this that make it more and more, um, intriguing to go the opposite direction yeah. with things so I think we're kind of at a bit of a splitting point there
0: yeah I was talking to some folks yesterday and a bunch of wedding photographers you know high-end I would consider high-end 10,000 7,000 and above mm-hmm. you know or you know that's just my random metric and um, they were saying that they're seeing people buying people still want albums. For sure, the gist is you know because in my brain I was thinking yeah the Instagrammers they don't want an album anymore it's over you know they're facebooking everything, but they they opened my eyes they positioned it as when they talk to their clients they say you know where's MySpace it's gone you know digital's gone where is the CD that you had ten years ago it's gone you know but you make a print an archival print that's a quality print it's going to last for you know for a long time and be an heirloom in the family. You guys feel the same way? I, I sort of have
4: this thing that I've done for many years now at wedding shows, where I actually have the uh, three and a half inch floppy, whatever. I, get, I, I buy a box of floppy disks, mm-hmm. right? Millennium. And I and I put yes, <laughs> and I, and I put labels on them, and I actually hand them out to brides and say, "Hey, would you like if you like to see my wedding portfolio? Here's here's a digital copy of them." Yeah, and then I always sort of like I wait, like just I give you know that three, three to five seconds Just so cool. to, to see what their reaction is to <laughs> it, and they're always like. Oh, thanks. And I'm like, you don't have a computer that can read that, do you? And they're like, no. And I'm like, that's what your DVD will be in five years from now. And it ma- just makes the point that if we can educate our clients nice. that digital is not the best way to actually enjoy our photography. And instead, let me show you a wedding album that I've had sitting around for the last 10 years that still looks as good today as it did 10 years ago. Yeah, That shows the value.
0: Darlene Hildebrand, you've worked at wedding album companies and now you own your own company and you're in the business of educating photographers now, right? So where do you weigh on those? Albums Dead or...? Well, I
2: I mean, I do have the unique perspective of having worked from both sides of the story, um, because I started as a wedding photographer and that's how I found this album company from New Zealand, Queensberry, and at the time they were, like, doing stuff that nobody else was doing, so I got on board as their rep, and it, it was interesting in the period that I worked for them because Um, It was pre-digital, we were still film at the time, and as digital came in, um, you know, digital albums started happening, flush mount albums, magazine albums, all these things, and you know, now you can even get it on your iPad, your album, and whatever. Um, There was a trend towards less and less physical albums, and the studios that I dealt with as clients had a harder and harder time selling albums, and I think you hit on the nail on the head when you said 7,000 plus, it's these guys it's the cadillacs you know it's the lexus studios that are still selling these products because the clients still want that right yeah. like i mean i gave them an analogy once about a guy said okay i can't sell i can't sell a $5000 wedding in my city and i said well that may be true for you, but do you have a $5,000 package, right? You'll never sell it if you don't have it, yeah. number one. Yeah. And number two, I happen to know that a client who is a competitor of yours in the same city is doing it, and he has five to $10,000 packages, and he sells an album with every package. So it is possible... You just have to offer it, number one, yeah. and you have to be in that in that sort of different price range, I think. So, and, of
0: course, your work has to back it up. Yeah. Best. I mean,
2: I think the photographers that are doing, you know, the $500 shoot, shoot and burn weddings mm-hmm. are not the people that are going to be doing the albums. Right. right? Yeah. If you're going to be providing a quality product, like Brian talked about, caring about the printed photograph, those are the people that are going to do albums.
0: Very cool. we also got... Somebody just showed up to my right. <laughs> <laughs> the working guy, William Innes is here, so join us, William, you got to you have to take off soon. I do. I want to get you in here, and I want to get your thoughts so that you can go fly and do your more important Vegas stuff. All right, <laughs> so, stays in Vegas. Yeah. So comment on
6: this. You know, the the
0: death of the wedding
6: album. Uh, I'm a big believer in wedding albums, and I like what Brian was talking about. And one way I worked around it was. Um, You still have to sort of compete a tiny bit with the shoot and burn people. So my lowest package does not include an album, but whenever anybody says they can't afford an album, I tell them, look, I will put it in the contract that if you come back within the first 12 months after your wedding date, I will offer you the package price to get that album. And the real secret is just to go follow up on a consistent basis. And I would say that two out of three people that do not want a wedding album originally come back and get one Mm -hmm. from me. Because I'm a believer. Yeah. Um my dad passed away 2 years ago and uh, you know I found my parents wedding album that had photos taken it, w- it, w- it had fallen apart but it still had pages and those photos were taken 65 years ago and they're really nice. important. So um, I believe in albums.
0: Now, now do you how do you position it? I'm sorry. I'm supposed to talk to my how do, you <laughs> posi- how do you position that to your clients when they come in is it is it a foregone conclusion that they're going to order an album or do you have to push it on them?
6: Well, I, I, I have a, a tiered structure, and my top three packages include an album, so it's only the bottom one that doesn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the package where I try to encourage A, people to get a package with an album, but I, I get it these days. Getting married, I hate to say it, I've been married 34 years, and my whole wedding, everything rings, everything costs $2,000. <laughs> I know. It's pretty bad. Um, it was a pretty cheesy wedding. But but I, I get it that it can cost 30 40 50 You know, it's a crazy getting married these days. So I sort of get it, but I still want them to have a book. And that's why I sort of encourage them to come back even after the wedding if they originally can't afford one to come back and get a book.
5: But the more they're spending on the wedding, the more they need a book. So they have something to hold on to that's to remember that day i mean you can say that after the wedding is over the flowers are dead the music stops your guests go home the food is eaten the flowers die all the dress doesn't fit the dress doesn't fit you can't tell them all that
6: (laughs) all that's left are the rings and the pictures Mm -hmm. that's true but when you get to the higher end weddings then the album's usually not an issue usually then it's like multiple album packages it's just i get it there's kids out there these days 23 24 getting married and the other thing that's changed a lot, I think, too, is back when I got married, the family participated a lot. Uh, these days, it's just people are paying for their own weddings. Mm. So. I, I think one of the things, like William, you said earlier that you're a
4: believer in albums. And I think that, um, you know how they say in photography, it's a two-sided lens, right? And often our clients in front of the camera will give us back what we put from behind the camera. And if you're kind of stiff and boring behind the camera, you're going to get that on the other side of the lens. I think the same is true in business, and if you if you as the, the wedding photographer don't believe in albums yourself, then you won't be able to communicate that to your clients in a way that they would believe in mm-hmm. albums.
2: Absolutely. If I could add something, the, you were talking about the trade show, to bring it back to the trade show, is um, I've noticed like since I've been, I think of my first WPPI was like 1999, mm-hmm. you know, dating myself now. Um, mm-hmm. And the number of album companies, the sheer number of album companies, like walk around that floor, I would say that half the booths, including all the labs, have albums or books of some kind. There's handmade ones, there's leather ones, there's, you know... like So then it becomes, to the photographer, slightly overwhelming as to, okay, what am I going to offer? And even if you choose one manufacturer, they have 20 different choices, you know? So you kind of have to then be either you're offering everything to your clients which becomes confusing for them or you're you're the one that's then choosing okay I'm going to choose this as the best for you and I think this is the best so it becomes overwhelming for people to make that choice photographers and clients
3: yeah. Yeah, I had a chance to sit down this morning. I did an interview um, with Maureen and Doria from Graphy Studio. So, Doria looks after a lot of the, the production and, and stuff. And it was really interesting. The analogy that we made would be you know, they said they use it on a wedding day, they use a professional for everything else. They're not going to get somebody, you know, they're not going to hire somebody and then bake their own wedding cake. They're not going to, you know, put arrange, they're not going to buy the flowers and do their own flower arranging. They're hiring professionals for these things. So, I equated it to if they're not getting an album as the, as the photographer, It's like going to a restaurant and the chef brings out all the ingredients and puts them on the table and then says, here, go knock yourself out. Right, it's it's delivering that finished printed product, and they had some, and they're the technology that's there today. Like they showed me some books that they printed on these new Canon HD printers, and the, the color and the depth and the black, like it was a it was gorgeous. They had an album there from Jerry Gionis, and it was all printed on leather. So it was sheets of leather, it looked like Whoa. this old world tomb. It was really really different. It might it might never be a product that'll actually see to market. That
0: reminds I mean. me of the Book of the Dead.
3: It was the Book of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, but it was really it was really cool. But yeah, I like kind of um, Brian's. Idea idea what I want to get is I want to get a five and a quarter inch floppy and when people say you know and frame it and then when people come in and say we want to see your albums I'll put that on there and go here's one option (laughs) and then you know here's an actual album and go through and I think once clients see it like I know clients when they come in to meet with us they have a perception of their parents wedding album um and and when they see some of the newer really modern flashy and they're using like really fancy materials on these things that you know Particularly, the brides tend to like. They're very tactile, and they, you know, it's it's all about touch and feel, and and so a lot of the albums are really you know beautiful pieces of, the, of art, basically, yeah. that, that people can look at. And when they see it, usually they're you know, at least the bride usually is, is sold. So yeah. Yeah. if
2: they start doing this to it, it's smelly. Yeah, yeah, you know that. Let <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> the record show that Darlene
0: contract. is rubbing the couch. Yeah. Yeah. Sign
2: the contract. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, William, I know you got to run in a okay, second. Go? I got one last question for all you. Right. So, the you walk the show floor, right? Yep. We talked about albums. You walk the show floor. What stuck out in your head as, like, okay, this is the start of the show? Uh,
6: it's amazing. It's motion. I know uh, hybrid photography was all the rage. Now, with Panasonic, we're involved with the 4K video, 4K photo. But there were some things there today that uh, it was in the graphy, and I can't remember the name of the company. But the, it was basically you open the album and you hold a Viva Lu. You yep. hold a, it's, it's trippy. You hold an iPhone or an iPad over the album and all of a sudden one of the photos in the album changes the video. Yep. And you can like play with your iPad and the video is still... I world. can't quite figure out an application yet as a wedding photographer but... The example he
3: showed me was that he had to save the date cards so there was a printed save the date card with a date and everything on it and when you put it in front of the app it said, oh, hi, we're Ben and da da this is our wedding, keep... we can't wait for you to come to the wedding and everything. So they would take the actual save-the-date card that they got in the mail, put it in front of this app, and it turned it to a video. So it uses facial recognition. Oh. So you can tag things. So if you were shooting a wedding, for example, you could be shooting stills and then maybe shoot like five, ten seconds of the cake cutting. Okay. You could slip that in and just have a video on this on this site. And then when they're in the wedding album, they hold their phone over the... The picture of the cake cutting, and it would pop up the video of them so cutting the cake. Cool. It, oh. it blew my mind. It that was trippy. So cool. it, it was
6: like, cool. a, and and uh, the camera that shoots various depth of field and Micro. Micro. Yeah, Micro. yeah, and you can do video with. I mean, it's just it's getting crazy. Technology is uh, not quite scaring me yet, but it's getting there. <laughs> all right.
0: So, William, what's your what's your website address and all that good
6: stuff? All right. Uh, it's just uh, ns, photography com. That's it. Simple. Good.
0: William, thanks for taking the time to come all, right, all the way Dinger. up to the ninth floor to hang with us. <laughs> I got a fellow up and some guy. There you go. <laughs> all right, all right. Canadians are dropping by one Uh-oh. now. Uh-oh. By two. By two. By two. All right, thanks, William. All right, all right, guys. Let's continue the conversation. I want to talk about um, just the industry overall, right? So, now, now picture this. So we've got people that are listening to this are okay. I want to be a wedding photographer. Or I'm considering moving into the wedding photography industry, but I hear it's hard. I hear I should, I have to have relationships in place to do that. Uh, or there's I should shoot and burn a disc and give it to them or upload it and just charge $500 and walk away. Or should I just enter the market and price myself at 10 grand and do my marketing and position myself like Tiffany's? Robert, what's the right thing to do? Like, how should how people you know? I know you're saying, well, I don't want people to do anything because they're going to crowd the market. but people that are coming in, how should they position themselves? What's the right
2: way?
1: Oh, I mean, I'm not like that because I realize that's inevitable. Yeah. Um, I want to make Darlene feel better. My first WPPI was 1990.
2: Oh, thank you. Okay,
1: <laughs> just so you feel better. <laughs> I do. Uh, oh, you're old, and I haven't missed one. But I started, I came when I was three, so. (laughs) 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 Dang, that's That's cold. (laughs) Um, No, I I wouldn't... I don't get mad, I just get even. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I wouldn't discourage anyone from starting it, because, I mean, I'm self-taught. I kind of, photography was my passion. I just went for it. Um, And, you know, of course, with anything in life you hear, you know, don't let people tell you you can't do it. Um, The one thing... I think that I would say if you if you want to be a wedding photographer in this day and age, I think it's, when I started, it was a little different. I worked for three studios, and then I started my own business. Um, today, it's kind of a catch-22 because, you know, you want a second maybe shoot for someone and learn how to do it, but then people, I think, are very conscious of, like, they don't want to teach you anything because they're afraid you're going to be their competition. Right. Um, so that, I think, is kind of hard, but... I think if you get the opportunity, I think mean, that's the best opportunity, second shoe for someone. Um, but work hard. I think one of the things that I see today, and you call them the millennials, uh, but kids is, is the um, the sense of entitlement. Oh. Yeah, and that's I not get, just, I get that just in for wedding like for, all the time. That's just <laughs> <laughs> his is in sense of involvement because he'll have to he'll have to leave in five minutes to <laughs> yeah, go to something. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, no, that's about of, Cirque du Soleil, right? <laughs> The sense of entitlement and that, you know, they want it now. And I, and I, in my personal opinion, I think that comes from the world that we live in and that, you know, texting and, and everything that they have in an instant. And so they want to be famous in an instant. And if you want to say that, like, you know, like, I don't like to think of that myself, but I'm somewhat famous. And what I do because of the weddings that I photographed yeah. but I don't think of myself that way and I can sit here and say that my images have been on the covers of most magazines and or in content of most magazines in the entire world yeah but it hasn't changed my life yeah. it's definitely you know shooting for 27 years now I've worked my way to that point I think it's it. think it's you know I think that's my gift that I was given to be a photographer yeah um, but it hasn't in that sense, it hasn't changed my life. Yes, it definitely helps your resume. But it's been a lot of hard work. It's been a lot of consistency. And and just like anything in life, you're, you're not going to get famous overnight. Yeah. You need to work hard, you need to be consistent. So if you're starting in this business, you know, I think that's the most important thing is have that attitude, like work 110% for whoever you're helping. And cause I know people that have worked for me that have gone on that have had that attitude. I help them. People that don't have that attitude, they're takers, you don't want to help them. Right. You know. Right. So I still have a photographer in my life, Joshua Bobrov, who worked for me for years, has his own business now. But, you know, he still will be my go-to person if I do a destination wedding, celebrity wedding. That's the guy I want at my side. Yeah. You know, and if he's available, then he'll come with me and do it. And even on occasion, I've helped him do his jobs. You know, he's stuck, I need a second shooter. It's not beyond me to do that. He's he's my people, yeah, and he's really supported me and helped me. So That's I think the hard it's, part is finding people,
0: right? Yeah. I mean, you can find mm-hmm. people, but to find your people, right. to work with people that you trust, like finding you guys was hard, right. you know, for this in photo. It's hard to find
1: good people to work right. with, right? And how do you, how I, do I think you, do you that? just have, if you're honest and you have integrity, I'm sorry, it may take you a little longer to get there, but you'll get there. Yeah,
0: you know, yeah. Brian, I want to give you the opportunity to uh, respond to Robert's millennial dig. So. <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, I, I actually, I agree with Robert. You're entitled to that opinion. What's that, You're entitled to that opinion. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Self-entitled <laughs> to that. You're self-entitled to that. I think now is probably one of the most exciting times to be a photographer, <clears throat> to get into the industry. I think that there's so much available to us. I mean, look at what we have even just here in this room, right, with Twip and, All the shows that we have. Look at the the trade show floors, the apps, the technology, everything that we have. I think now is a great time to get into it. But I think that you have to understand that you're going to have to do the work. Like you're going to have to take your time, and you're going to have to put in the hours, and that's it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's it. I mean, you both of you guys said uh, consistency and hard work yeah and that's like anything that's like nature level stuff right i mean consistency and hard work that's how erosion happens right? yeah. <laughs> that's how you build things is consistency we're we tying
4: this into like eroding the industry new photographers that what, no we're not, <laughs> no, not, tying that not up. To no? okay
0: no but i want to switch gears so i want to talk a little bit about um software and post-processing and that kind of stuff because that's the other half of the coin for wedding or maybe it's a three-sided coin if that's possible all right, you've got the sales and marketing, you've got the actual job itself, and then you got the post processing and selling the wedding and all that. So, Brian, while you have the mic, how how what's giving so like a thirty thousand foot view of your post wedding world? What happens? Like, so I, just to frame it, I know some photographers take that SD card or CF card and send it off to a shoot dot edit or some post processing place that does all that stuff for them, and they go on to the next wedding, and that's their flow. Some photographers take that, go into hibernation. And do every image themselves because hey it's my image, I'm the artist, yada yeah, yada. Yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you think? What do you do?
4: I, I've spent I mean I've not been in the industry as long as like Robert has. I've been a wedding photographer for ten years. Yeah. I don't think Moses has been in the industry. As long. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe sorry, Skip, Robert maybe Skip <laughs> Cohen's the only other one. Um, So I I have I've spent my entire career as a as a wedding photographer honing my skill and my craft of being a really good photographer and getting it right in the camera. And so by doing that, I actually shoot RAW plus JPEG and 90% of the time use my JPEGs for my proofs. And so I actually don't go in and obsessively edit things or all that. I just worry about getting it right in camera
0: so I can use it right out of the camera. Yeah. You know, so get it right in camera. I've heard that I heard that from Joseph earlier today mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about that that's why I'm segueing to apps because I want to want to get with you on that so Bruce what about you what's your flow your workflow after the after the shoot
3: yeah I'm, I'm very similar to Brian and that I, I don't shoot J, RAW and Jpegs but I shoot RAWs. but I again I try to get it right in camera so that includes you know lighting it right mm-hmm. looking for things that you know are distractions and removing them or moving the subjects getting it right in camera I think you know you hear that crutch you know oh you can fix it in photoshop right it's you know photoshop, it's become a verb it's you know you can photoshop that out right yeah and it, I think it's just become a crutch and a little bit of an excuse to actually doing good photography mm-hmm. to begin with in camera yeah um, if it's something that's going to take 15 minutes to go and fix and it's going to take me 30 seconds to fix it in post then you know I'm, I'm going to use the best use of my time and fix it in post but I try and you know Get it right in camera, yeah. um, and then from there, I still do all my own editing. But one of the things I was looking at here while I was here was looking at companies like Shoot Edit, and looking at possibly outsourcing a little, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit of that, and because yeah. then it frees up your time instead of being, you know, stuck behind the computer for twelve or fifteen hours from a wedding. That's twelve or fifteen hours that I can have back to market to get new business in the door. To you know, reintroduce myself to my wife, you know, yeah. and, you know, actually <laughs> Apologize to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> again. You know, do some of that kind of stuff. So that's kind of how my, my current workflow is, you know, we're at a volume, we're, but it's starting to increase. I mean, we're in our eighth year in business, so we're starting to see that increase. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, now I'm at that point where I have to kind of make that decision, you know, do I want to hand that off to somebody else and let them do it or is it still my you know, my baby that I don't want to let go. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at with my workflow right now. So,
0: All right. I'm going to ask Robert what your workflow is as well. But before I do that, I want to take a second to thank our first sponsor for this episode of This Week in Photo, and that's our good friends at FreshBooks.com. This episode of This Week in Photo is brought to you by FreshBooks, the easy-to-use invoicing solution that's helping freelancers and small business owners get organized and save time invoicing. You can try FreshBooks for free. Just head over to freshbooks.com slash TWIP and enter TWIP in the How Did You Hear About Us section when you sign up. And as I've said on This Week in Photo before, We use FreshBooks as the back end to basically run most of the stuff behind the scenes on this business to keep the lights on and to keep everybody happy. Because as we all know as creative professionals, we're not necessarily focused on capturing our income, expenses, and tracking billable time and all that. And I think the reason that we don't capture all of those things is simple. It's boring. We're creatives. We like fun stuff. We like Photoshop and Lightroom and you know, all these other cool things that let us express that side of our brain. And thankfully, FreshBooks offers us as small business owners a way to quickly and easily keep track of our time and money without disrupting our workflow or, you know, sort of messing with our creative juices. With FreshBooks, You can invoice clients, it's easy, you can do it in seconds, and expenses can be automatically imported so that you don't have to lift a finger. You're just doing the stuff on the back end while you do other cool stuff. You can even track billable time as easy as starting a timer on your your mobile phone. You can whip up business reports, you can stay on top of your income, expenses, and tax time is coming up. So with a couple of clicks, you can generate reports for your CPA or your accountant so that you're staying out of trouble. So grab some popcorn, learn how to fresh books by watching some of their free getting started webinars. I'm a big fan of webinars and they've got some excellent ones online for you to check out. Once again, if you want to check FreshBooks out, you can just head over to freshbooks.com/twip, enter the code This Week in Photo or twip in the How did you hear about us section to start your free 30-day trial. All you need is an email address to uh, to try FreshBooks for free for 30 days. Just go over to freshbooks.com/twip and enter twip in the How did you hear about us section. And we want to thank FreshBooks for their support of This Week in Photo. Robert Evans. What so, is your workflow? Uh,
1: I'd kind of like to echo what they both said. Um, but back in the, my day when I started, when Moses and I, Moses and I hung out, <laughs> we would, we would edge stuff Moses into the tablets. Selfies. <laughs> we would edge stuff into tablets, and that took a really long time. So I also learned to do it right the first time. Uh, and, 0. Um, 0. Especially <laughs> growing up shooting film. And uh, I, I do very little to my images as well. I do shoot raw. Um, and I might just do minor adjustments as far as that. I do a little myself and sometimes I outsource. I recently I've been outsourcing more, because um, I found somebody I think is really good and that's inexpensive. And let's comment on that. There are many companies that do outsourcing. Um, some of them are less expensive than others, but. If you wanted to take it, basically, you could actually train somebody mm-hmm. to sit in your own office for maybe fifteen, twenty dollars an hour. That maybe it takes them four hours to do a wedding. That would be a lot less expensive than outsourcing. So it's a different way to outsource. You know, maybe you find a college student or some sort of intern and they come in on a case by case basis because we all have different um, amounts of jobs we do at certain times of year, and sometimes the flow is heavy and sometimes it's not. Yeah. Um, so I've always I've always thought about that. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, I was doing. You know, I think a lot of us. You know, Lightroom is kind of the go-to uh, aperture. Uh, but I've been using uh, and dabbled in a little bit. And, and doing a live demo in the Sony booth here with Capture One, I'm really impressed.
0: I keep hearing that. By that software. you yeah, hearing about Capture it's, One? It's
1: really amazing. And uh, I don't know if this is for everyone, but I know for like Sony users, it's thirty dollars for the pro version. And it's really interesting. Like I was like, it does everything in ten times—not ten times more than Lightroom. I don't want to push it. Like, but it's really amazing. And even though their color and, and how everything works. And 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 one of the questions I asked, like in front of people in the audience, because I'm sort of learning as I'm going. I'm shooting in the in the booth, and he's showing a demo because it's a tethering kind of showing how you yeah. tether. Yeah. But at the same time, my questions are about Capture One, and so I asked him, um, "Can you, you know?" Does it have plugins to go out to other cloud-based? You know, when we're done, and it's interesting. They don't have plugins, but they have formulas, much like Lightroom has um, a uh, you know a, a Preset. series presets. Presets, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was looking for, and so you can create you know formulas to do whatever you want with it to upload to whatever platform you. want. So it's, it's really interesting. There was just some very many things that he said. I was like, wow! And for thirty dollars, I mean, again, it's like you know capture one dot sony and i think it's just for sony but there's a pro but there's a free version of it as well yeah. and i think the free version only doesn't do tethering and a few other things mm. so, so i was really impressed by yeah. that you know you can get away with just the free version if you want Yeah. To.
2: yeah. cool I, I have a unique perspective on that yeah. because sure. like like robert i also shot film and so um... the film workflow i mean i i came from doing my own darkroom work And then as my studio got busier and busier, we decided, okay, we need to outsource. So the same kind of thing, right? And we decided, first of all, we're gonna hire somebody to work in the darkroom because we already had the darkroom, Mm -hmm. had the equipment. Well, we went through three different people. Right. One guy did great work, but he took like forever to make one print and lose like a box of paper, right? <laughs> Jeez. And another guy I'm was an quick. Artist. <laughs> another guy was quick, but like his prints were crap. Mm. So I mean, we were having a hard time finding that balance and then we ended up getting spoozed by a lab to try them and we ended up going with the lab because if we weren't happy with something we just send it back. And I think the point that I was gonna make is that like um, what Brian said is you know he shoots JPEGs and proofs that way I think that's really smart mm-hmm. and I'm um, all about work smarter not harder yeah and like I tell my students in class like I teach um, available light class and Bruce teaches the flash class we teach at the same school and uh, we even have a course together we do We do. yeah um, and I tell them like when they ask about you know doing doing their own portraits and starting a business like always think smarter, right? Like, don't fight with the light. If you can, if don't backlight your subject if you can do it a different way, you know? Mm -hmm. Instead of bringing in 6,000 strobes and competing with the light, use it. what's there, right? Mm -hmm. And the same thing I think applies with workflow is if there's services there that can help you, use them, right? Mm -hmm. Find the one that you trust or find the staff person that you trust and go that way. Because I've seen so many people, like I've been in this business, like Robert 26 plus years, Go Did you out, know Moses? No, no. Maybe Fred and Wilma. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, nice. Are <laughs> uh, the cool kids? You know. Uh, <laughs> no, I was not trying that. <laughs> Thanks, but Robert. I, yeah, I know. He's a completely wrong I've seen amazing photographers actually fail at business because of course they're not good at business. Excels, business. Yeah. business. They can't sell. <laughs> they don't know how to market themselves. And when I was doing the album job, um, my part of my job was to help people, you know, get their sample albums ordered and things like that and then complete the process with their clients and whatnot. And this one guy was having a hard time getting his sample album and I said, Well, you know, like what's your what is your time spent doing? And he was shooting something like three thousand images at a wedding he was giving them like two thousand, and he was retouching every single one oh by hand, like oh retouch quality. And okay, wait, it gets even better. Jeez. Making a five by seven proof what? and giving it to them, and it then sounds they like were- Sisyphus. And then they weren't ordering an album. Go figure. They already had the prints. They already had the prints. And he gives them the files. So why would they buy an album? And Mm. he's spending like three weeks making all these proofs. And And I can't figure out why
0: I'm not making I can't figure out.
2: I I don't have any time. I'm I'm going to bed at 3 in the morning. I'm getting up at 6 and do it all over again. So, I mean, that's certainly an extreme example of not working smarter. Right. Right.
0: Right. So, Joseph, you're not a wedding photographer. I'm not. Right. But you know a thing or two about software and post-processing. Your, your. Well, tell us your lineage first of all. You know, and I want to put you on the spot about that. Well, actually, I'm going to put you. On the spot. <laughs>
5: I am going to put you on the spot. <laughs> I, 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 wait, I have a question. When will you stop putting me on the spot
0: about this? Uh, never.
5: Okay, all right. Just, just checking. Just so you started
0: with apertureexpert.com, right? Right. The right. post processing platform from Apple, right? right. And take it from there. Where are we now?
5: Well. <laughs> we all know we're no longer there <laughs> yes yes <laughs> yeah i started after expert in, in 2010 so it, it got a good five-year run before it went <laughs> yeah but uh but yes yeah, i so want to now... say i called it at year four i did <laughs> I, know. I know
0: is that <laughs> in the archives it it's is. oh it is oh it's look, many twip people army. called it the twip army will tell you I've been t- joseph you uh, can uh, you know you were lot, on yeah, most yeah, of yeah. those
5: shows oh yeah of course i was yeah we, we did battle many many times <laughs> yes um, i mean a lot of people predicted it was going to happen i I had inside information that turned out to be incorrect. Uh-huh. No, right. I shouldn't say incorrect. It turned out to be false. changed.
1: <laughs> changed.
5: No, no, Is there a false. difference? Changed. Yes, because it was the truth until the truth was no longer the truth. Uh, yeah. So anyway, but that's uh, neither here nor there. So yeah, so the... <laughs> but you're not no, bitter.
2: I wasn't even bitter.
0: Those <laughs> <laughs> the experts are expert and they didn't tell me. it's yeah, changing.
5: It. No. Is that
2: the proverbial rug that was yoink?
5: Pretty much. Uh, no, it wasn't quite like that. But anyway, so uh, anyway, so what is the question?
0: Uh, post processing. Yes. So you know, so that was to set the stage that you know about post processing, and you now run a new site called Photoapps.expert. PhotoApps.expert. Expert. So, all right. So moving into the stuff, when you look at so now, you know you're not a wedding shooter, so you don't have to to tailor it to that. But post processing wise, talk about your workflow. You own a studio in you know the on the north. Coast of of uh, the United States Pacific Northwest. The that's Pacific what we call Northwest. it. Pacific Northwest. I mean, to, I was trying not to say California, <laughs> but it was hard not to say California. Everything's California.
5: It's uh, kind of like, there's Canada. There's a whole country
0: above ours. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. These, yeah. yeah. We're, we'll, we'll occupy them soon. But the
3: uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Canadians in the room. Oh no! <laughs> <stimulation>. Coming. <laughs> in January, you'll turn around and go straight back home. Trust me. We really just want British Columbia. I'm just saying.
0: Is mm, I wonder why. Exactly. Here, we want their We're gonna merge Colorado and British Columbia, and we'll be good. Ready? So uh, post processing. Tell us about your workflow from the studio. You, you have well, a client in. You got a, a card full of images. Then
5: what? Well, that's the big the big question right now. Is because it's obviously it's been aperture for a very long time. Um, and it, it still is Aperture for a lot of people and for many workflows, but that can't last forever. And so, of course, I'm exploring, and other writers on the site are exploring what is next. Uh, you know, I've spent the last couple months in Lightroom. I know that Capture One gets a lot of attention, and so we've got a couple guys that are looking at that. And a lot of what we're doing is, is comparing Aperture to X, just because we—that's what we have—is a huge audience of Aperture users who want to figure out where to go next and they need to figure out what's going to work for them. Yeah. You know, there the is refugees, no, right? The refugees, right? There is no easy, <laughs> no easy answer. Uh, it's a tough crowd. Man, <laughs> there is no easy answer. He uh, Apple.
0: They did it. But,
5: on. <laughs> but one of the things that I'm really excited about that I saw at the show here, and I know it's, not, it's quite new. It's probably the newest one out there is MyLeo. Oh, And yeah. so MyLeo is not, it, it's not a Lightroom or an After replacement yet, but I think that it really could be. I'm looking at the way they work, for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, essentially the idea is you've got an app that is like an Aperture or a Lightroom. It's it's an asset management tool and an image editor all in one. And it's it doesn't do as much, but it, that's what it does. You import your pictures, manage them, put them into albums, all that stuff, do your basic edits and so on, and export them. Um, what's unique about it is that you install it on as many systems as you have, a couple of Macs, your iPhone, your iPad, whatever, and Android is coming, they tell me. And anything you do, import a picture into one system and it's everywhere. Any edits you do are everywhere. So this opens up so many possibilities of working with your assistants who are doing your editing for you. I, I, right now, I've got a library on a system. Whether it's Aperture or Lightroom, it doesn't matter. A library is on a system. And it's either on a drive that I have to shuffle around or it's on a system and if someone wants to work on those photos, I've got to give my assistant my computer. I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to be on my computer. But now... The assistant can be on any one of the computers in the studio and do the work, and the work gets reflected everywhere. Or I can sit in bed at night and flip through images on the iPad and do some edits, and they show up everywhere. And this is really, really interesting. It's really compelling. Uh, I think that it has huge potential. It's missing some core features, but they know that, and they're working on them. And I think that with a few more features in there, it can be a, a very viable replacement for these uh, for these other apps.
0: Yeah, yeah, you think is, will it, is it, can people look at it as a replacement
5: for Aperture slash Lightroom? Eventually. So the way that I see it right now, it's, so on import, what you do have is full renaming of your files, which is great. And a very, very nice custom way to rename your files, so that part of it's fine. Their metadata on import is largely non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that it imports, when you import it goes into a folder which is basically, Kind of like a watch folder, but it's more like a synced folder. Everything you do in this folder in the Finder immediately shows up in MyLeo. So for now, you could use something like uh, Photo Mechanic to do your import, get all your metadata, so all of that's embedded in the files and it's there, and is just going to pick it up from there. Mm-hmm. And that, as far as I can tell from what I've seen of it, that wouldn't slow down your workflow at all. Right. It's still two it separate would... apps, which sucks, but it's, it's a good enough workaround. And then you've got your asset management in there, and the one big thing that they don't have right now is basically albums within albums. You can't. It's a very flat structure, which only works for small projects. Sure. Or if you're going to have a project for a client, as opposed to a project or so library, you can't have collections like in labor. Right. Or? There's not. There's kind of. You can have collections, but they're not sub collections. Mm-hmm. It's. It's. Yeah. There's. There's a very flat structure to it. So if you were to say, right, Bob and Mary's wedding is this library project. I don't know what their terminology for it is, but it's all there. Then if it's flat, it's okay. But if you want to have all of your images in a single library, that's not. And they know that. And that's that's a major feature that's coming. Um, their photo editing features are quite basic, but they're adding a lot to it. But they have open an editor. You can list any other app in your system and say, open this in Photoshop, open this one in Pixelmator, open this in you know MacFun, whatever. You can choose the app to open it and bring it back in and it recognizes it. Layered PSD files, it shows the flattened file in there. And you want to reopen it, you just reopen it and go. Yeah. So you have that, so it's, if it can work as a, as a dam, as a digital asset management tool, that truly reflo- is mirrored across all of your systems, that's huge. That is
0: huge. Yeah, I had a chance to talk to the founder of MyLeo, one of the things he told me was, I was trying to get my brain around how the sync thing worked, because that's people have been trying to solve sync forever. Apple, yep. everybody have been trying to solve sync, and it looks like they did, so I was curious, like how did you, how'd you guys solve this issue? And put intelligence behind it so that you're not sticking raw files on my iPhone and all this stuff. And the way that he put it you know to it, for my ears to understand was, um, you guys remember uh, back in the you know the whole music revolution days with uh, Napster and all that. So the Napster the underlying technology behind Napster was um, uh, what was that? What was that technology where you share peer to peer peer it's thank you, BitTorrent. BitTorrent. So it's BitTorrent technology underneath so basically they are actually leveraging BitTorrent style technology to do the sync, right? so you actually have peers and nodes and things, it's very smart. Right, it's, the way not, it it's not cloud-based. It's and that's not big cloud, thing. and that's what I thought. When I, when I first started playing with it, I was like, okay, another thing, I gotta sync all this stuff up to the right. cloud, it's gotta come down. It's peer-to-peer, right. peer-to-peer meaning your devices is, are
5: peers to each other. Right. I think there is a cloud option. Yeah, but like even the guy giving the demo was saying that it's in his preferences leave that off. Yeah but and that's could... a backup option just in case it's a nuclear option something happens to
0: all of your devices everything you still have something mm. somewhere but if you don't want that or
5: you have some other things set up like Backblaze or whatever and you're already backed up to the cloud you don't need that and well, it's peer to peer. But even without the cloud option you have instant backup in the sense that if you have two Macs and an iPad they're all backing up to each other. Mm-hmm. So everything is backed up everywhere And if you're if you're making changes on your iPad and you're not in your studio, yeah, right, you're on a plane or you're anywhere, you're making your changes. As soon as you walk back into your studio, you get back on your own Wi-Fi network. Everything syncs instantly. Yeah, you're there. Yeah, and it's just metadata syncing. Obviously, if you've imported pictures, that's different. That's going to take longer to sync. But changes are all just metadata, and that changes instantly. Yeah, yeah. It's really, it's very cool. cool. So would that be your standout? Yeah, that's what I've seen here. Yeah, that's the one thing I've seen here that has really given me pause, and it's definitely the booth I spent the most time at here. Cool.
0: All right, guys, we're, we're coming to the end of the show here. We're at fifty-one minutes in already. Holy so God. I'm
5: going to put the landing
0: gear down. Before we do that, I'm going to I'm going to close out the conversation with uh, you guys, telling us some sort of blue sky stuff. Like, where is the industry going? You know, either where do you think it's going, or where you hope it would go. Like, what's missing right now? Is it an, a better album company? Is it a be, like Joseph was saying, a, a Myleo type service? Is that the missing link? What's missing? All right, so. Tell us what do you think what's what's next what's the what what does the wedding photography industry need in order to or just the photographic industry in general industry, to go yeah. forward
5: Yeah well I'm going to stick with this uh, this photo editing asset management tool concept um, and I don't know if Mylio is the one or not but it there's something has to happen here Aperture was the closest thing that we had to an all-in-one tool that really truly was all-in-one I heard Lightroom's a away great cool <laughs> Lightroom's a great tool but I know a v- massive percentage of professional photographers who use Lightroom don't import when using Lightroom. They use Photo Mechanic because Lightroom's importing is severely lacking. Yeah. Um, and you know, you, you I would never expect any single tool to do everything, right? Like with Aperture, you still have the open editor. There's still times you need to go to Photoshop, whatever. Um, Lightroom's editing tools are better than Aperture's was. That's, that I will absolutely give you. They're Finally, phenomenal. You admit that. Oh, Finally. Oh, I've, I've Six known. years later, I've he admits known. it. Oh, shut up. I <laughs> know. But the asset management was so, so far better in Aperture yes. than what Lightroom has that, uh, that it was just no contest because I'd rather have robust asset management and all the editing tools, th- that can be anything. And that's the industry is headed that way already. You look at your iPhone and you've got 99 cent apps that do awesome things they do one thing but they do it so well i want to be able to take a photo and open it in there and do that thing and bring it back and i can do that today Mm -hmm. right if i have the ability to open an editor and that editor can be any one of a thousand apps off the app store then i'm happy right i can edit my photo however i want but i still need a way to manage it and that's what we need right now is a really good asset management tool and we no longer have one maybe milio can pull it off from everything else i've seen no one's there yet and that's Ridiculous! It's trademark. a hole in the market.
0: It's an opportunity.
5: It's an opportunity, but it's it's a ridiculous hole to have. Yeah, um, we're too far down, too far into this industry to not have it. Yeah. It's it's stupid. I,
3: I thought Lightroom Mobile was gonna like solve some of that. Yeah, and, uh, uh, no, no yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, disappointing. Is Adobe at the show? Yeah. Did I just not see them at the trade show? No. Yeah. Interesting that Adobe is not here. How many? How well, many? But they never are. I don't think they are. It's here. interesting. Yeah, usually, yeah, I thought they'd be here for sure because yeah. like. <laughs> How many photographers we, are the Photoshop
2: here? Photoshop guys are here.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how long.
2: But if, you
0: think, but if
3: you think about it, I mean, a company
0: like Adobe, you come to these trade shows for brand recognition and to show that you're a force in the industry.
3: Does uh, Adobe really need to <laughs> say that? Canon's here, Nikon's here, Epson's yeah, I mean, yeah. here. Either, There's
2: lots of yeah, big names. That's
3: true. That's Sony's here, that's Fuji's true. here.
0: Samsung's I think here. it's it's as a cloud, so they're you know making all that money. They don't need to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Companies maybe
2: like, they are here, we just don't see.
5: They're them. in the cloud. Oh. <laughs> Companies like pay. Sony <laughs> and Canon and Nikon, and, and they're here. Actually, I don't know. Is Nikon here? I don't think yeah. I've seen them. Nikon? Okay.
2: Yeah, Joe McNally's is on stage. Oh, okay,
5: good. I just, I just remember. About anyway, so those camera companies are here in a very aspirational way. They've got their best photographers on stage showing their best work and talking about why they use that brand camera. And that's, I mean, come on. Most of the audience here, they want to be like that guy on stage. Mm-hmm. So, But no one is going to want to be like that guy on the Photoshop stage. Who cares? That's yeah. not that's not the aspirational thing it's I want to be that wedding photographer the the fact that he shoots Canon or Fuji or Nikon or anything it's irrelevant we all know that but that doesn't matter you show up on that stage and you go ooh I want to be like him I need camera X, Y, Z that's what I have to have I need what he has so I can be like him no you you can't but it's nice to try and that's what that's what they're here for Yeah. Yeah. yeah Darlene Hildebrandt Blue Sky
2: well, What's I think missing it's a, from the industry? I think it's an interesting question because there's two parts of that, right? So if you think about the industry of photography, right? So are we talking about the trades and the business of being a photographer in business? Or are we talking about just doing photography in general? Because I would say a huge segment of the people that have SLRs now are not pros, right? We, I don't know if you've surveyed the TWIP audience, but I know on DPS a good portion of our audience is amateurs. And nor, amateurs and advanced amateurs. Yeah, and advanced yeah. amateurs. Mm-hmm. And, and some of their work is, is everybody's good, if not better than some of the pros yep. that I know. Yeah. So the question is twofold, right? Do we need business information for those that want to be in business so they can be better business people? And I think that's always available, but it's not the, it's not the fancy, exciting stuff, you know, like seeing Joe McNally and all these big names on stage is mm-hmm. exciting, and he's always entertaining and all this stuff but learning how to market and sell your stuff and you see that listed on the program you go, oh yeah, that's boring. I don't want to go to that. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly the program that you should be going to, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's always like, I, I'm with Brian. Yeah. I'm, I'm geek with Brian. Like I've always gone to all the marketing stuff yep. because if you can't sell your way out of a paper bag,
0: yeah you know if a tree falls in the forest a
2: paper bag at the end of the day yeah (laughs) yeah yeah exactly
0: yeah Yeah. I I 100% agree with that I
2: mean in terms of technology it's crazy and I think that again going back to like way back in our day Robert um, not that it's not our day now like when when I was shooting when i was shooting a medium (laughs) format film camera and going to a wedding with a Hasselblad nobody else there had that camera right now if you go to a wedding How many people have the same camera that you have, uh, or or something similar, or or better, better. or (laughs) better, like my students? Like I have students that come to my classes with more expensive cameras than I have. You Mm -hmm. know, look at the new Canon 5D S with 50 megapixels, crazy, right? right? And I know students that are going to go out and buy that because they think they're going to take better photos with it, and they're going to have more expensive gear than I have, but it doesn't, like you said, doesn't make them a better photographer. So I think. There needs to be a separation if we're talking pros and amateurs and purely based on do you make your living at it and how can we se- separate that, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it used to be gear and it's not anymore. So where where is that line?
0: Where is that line? Yeah. Robert Evans, you know, let the record show, by the way, that when Darlene mentioned amateur photographer, she's kind of gestured towards you. <laughs> <laughs> That's I right. right at you. <laughs> you were looking at me but pointing looking.
1: at him. <laughs> I'm a fortunate amateur photographer. Yeah,
0: You're a very good professional
1: photographer. Um, I don't know what my blue sky is, and I think I'm just going to sort of add on to what Darlene said. Because sure. it was a thought that I had earlier. Um, I don't necessarily know the answer to where the industry is going. Um, technology, yes, it's it's going to keep advancing, and... You know, I mean, even Sony's putting out new cameras every six months. And you're like, oh, my gosh. And, yep. you know, if I put myself in, you know, because I work with Sony, you know, we do get the ability to play with these cameras. So yep. that is a great benefit. But if I were the consumer and I'm like, oh, my gosh. So it's like computers, you know, the new yeah. computer. I just bought that. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> They need a, they need a six, subscription plan. Six, six, so I can six, just, just send me the new one. <laughs> six months ago. Um, what Darlene said, I think um, regardless of what happens in the future. I think, you know, whether you're new or advanced amateur and sort of continue on, it's like just continuing to educate yourself and really understanding photography. Mm-hmm. Because, and the one thing like this, I'm kind of going to go on this, but it it was from earlier. But, um, you know, we talk about millennials or, or everybody wanting in the world now. And, you know, everyone looks at photographers. and But a good photographer is not someone that has the most friends on Instagram (laughs) or Twitter or Facebook or and I I (laughs) think (laughs) Brian looks surprised (laughs) and I think that I think that you know if you're a new up-and-coming photographer Yes, you're going to notice those people, but maybe just because they're good at social media doesn't necessarily mean that they're the best. So just do your investigation, do your homework, mm-hmm. find out about those people because there's a ton of people that teach workshops and there's kind of, you know, all of that. But that doesn't, you know, social media doesn't make mean that you're the best. Yeah. Maybe it you means you're a, a good at one thing. So I really think that's a, kind of a, you know, a camouflage sometimes people don't, don't look at. Um, yeah. but I don't know if I have the answer to where. It's kind of like
0: what Darlene was saying though. So Darlene's saying if, it's, if you don't know how to market yourself, a tree falls in the forest, doesn't make a sound, you're not going to make any money. Right. Right. And you're saying social media, don't put all your effort in social media because you need to be a good photographer
1: right. first. I, I think right? it's important, but don't base someone's worth on the amount of persons that follow them or likes yeah. or, yeah. or you know, whatever. Cause robots. sometimes it's, it's a very shallow, it is. It's a very shallow existence. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it even goes back to said, you know, my image has been on covers of many magazines, but it doesn't change my life. It's very the same thing. You have your 10 seconds of fame. I mean, I'm appreciative of what I've done and I think I'm good at what I do. But because yeah. I don't have 20,000 followers on Instagram, I organically have people that follow me and I add them and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I'm not one of those people. But but you're right. I mean... Um, I don't know where I want to go with it, but...
0: Yeah. So, I mean, so business-wise, so close off that thought with, you know, we're, we're talking about blue sky stuff. If there's one thing that you feel, and you've been in the industry for, you know, 75 years, so in, in the 75 years you've been in the industry, what have you found that's missing from from the industry? I just realized he, had se- yeah, he said 75, not he has, 25. And Robert is Robert just is my younger that. brother, so I can talk to him like that. <laughs> So what's, what do you feel like, like as the pro shooter, and you, and you know, and one of the reasons why I asked you to be to host the wedding show with with these guys is because of where you sit in the industry, and you represent in a lot of ways the holy grail of one day I want to shoot celebrity weddings, I want to make this, I want to charge this amount for my weddings, I want to do all this stuff. So you are the perfect person to ask this question to. What's missing, you know, or is anything missing that you that's happening in the industry right now that would help you be a better Business person or photographer? That's such a tough question. That's what I do.
1: <laughs> I don't know what's missing. I mean, gosh, that's such a, like a... And then I'm sure somebody else can answer that quickly, but... Yeah. Bruce is already formulating his answer yeah. right now. <laughs> you know, like, again, I don't want to keep harping on this, but let's, what's missing in today's photography and today's photographer yeah. is, is really the the walking the two miles to school in the snow. yeah, Uphill
2: both ways. Uphill
1: both ways, like.
2: Don't forget the bare feet.
1: Bare feet with blisters. (laughs) Learning. With books. You know, like how to do it right, I guess. You know, like, I know I sound like my parents, but like, I think that's, you know, like there's so many people that just grab a camera and shoot and call themselves a photographer, but don't understand photography. And when do, I, they, do they need to understand
0: photography? I, I mean, think they I should. don't I don't I mean my dad used to change the oil in his car. I've never changed oil in
1: in my last 3 cars because they're sealed now. <laughs> I don't have to right. I no. don't have to touch them. I've been so doing technology some has advanced. Educational so. stuff with Sony and Best Buy and teaching Best Buy employees how to use the brand because they're starting to sell more cameras within Best Buy and then going into the stores and teaching uh, consumers that are coming into the stores because they're st- Best Buy starting to do their own little little seminar type things. Yeah and I, there's nobody i don't think understands even if you take a very basic the interrelation of aperture shutter speed and iso oh. and how to manipulate that camera and, and make those things do what you want and when when we have high isos in today's world and, and then the, just some of that real basic knowledge just that understanding of how a camera works and how you can manipulate it and make right. it to do what you want to do and you know what depth of field is and yeah. you know those things. I think that's missing in a great part. Yes, mm-hmm. there's those people that understand, but I think there's a large people that don't.
0: And it's like the it's like the missing appreciation for the magic that is the A7S, right? And that sensitive sensor in there that lets you capture good images in pure yeah. darkness. <laughs> people
1: can do amazing things with their cameras today and but I think they don't know how it happens. Yeah. Right. You know, they have to right. understand I think to be the most amazed you have to understand why it's amazing. Yeah. Yep. I was just
2: going to say that there's it's actually, if you go deeper than that, uh, why anything? Ask why. Why are you using that setting? Why are you photographing that that way? Why do you have that light there? If mm-hmm. you don't understand why, I don't think you're yeah. a photographer. There's two things
5: that you guys had said earlier. You're talking about shooting RAW plus JPEG and getting the JPEG right and getting it right in camera. You, everybody's talked about that, getting it right in camera. In not having this idea of fixing it in post, but if you never shot film, you never had to worry about exactly. that.
2: Exactly.
5: For all of us who shot film, you had to get it right in camera because get fixing film. it in the dark, oh, spe- yeah, especially if you're shooting I crime. Saw
2: commercial chrome, yeah. So if
5: you're shooting film and then the only fix you have is a little dodging, burning in the dark room and maybe taking a little triple O brush on a black and white to touch something out, that's a pain in the ass. And so you want to get it right. Yeah. And if you don't have that pain and suffering
1: behind you, Then, ah, just fix it and post. It's easy. Photoshop, click, click, done. And one more quick thought, because I didn't get to comment on this earlier when you were talking about albums, but whether it's an album or whether it's a print, I think the beautiful thing about a photograph or a still image is when it's still, when you're looking at it in print or when you're looking at static in a book, as individuals, we can put whatever thought, imagination, fantasy we want with the image that we're looking at that's going to be different from anybody else. Yeah. You know, and in a movie, you don't get that or a moving file, of course, is you're sort of it is what it is. But with a still photograph, it's whatever fantasy, thought, dream you want to put with that, you can. And I think that's what's the beautiful part about a still image. And that's why a print, a print on your wall, a print on your desk, uh, you know, an album on your coffee table is important as opposed to them lost on your hard drive. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's a, that's a, that piece I think is the education that you guys as photopreneurs, business owners, that the onus is on you to educate the client, right? Because they'll think, yeah, my uncle Bob has this and I have Instagram. What do I need that paper album for? I'm just going to put it on the Mm -hmm. shelf and whatever. Why should I spend that money on that when I could use that money to go buy this? Right. So you guys have to educate Bruce.
3: What's your uh, your blue sky? My blue sky is usually full of snow, but um, <laughs> at least it was this time. But um, I don't know. It, it's, I'm probably going to steal something. Brian's going gonna to say. <laughs> awful, so I won't, I won't go too far into it. But the I perils think, of going last, Brian. <laughs> you know, I think education is it's such an important. Process, um, you know, I see. I have a lot of students that come to my class, and they're still figuring out. You know, they haven't figured out how to shoot on manual yet, and they just don't have that understanding. And a month later, I see them on Facebook, and they suddenly have a wedding photography business, and they're right. shooting weddings. And I'm, I'm, it sort of, I feel like they, they got to, you know, they got to do the two miles uphill and downhill. I think there, there's that. I took some nice pictures of my cat, and my mom liked them on Facebook, so I'm an amazing photographer all of a sudden, and boom, I'm going to jump in and start shooting weddings. Mm-hmm. And there's that, you know, they want that instant rise to fame, so I think there's, you know, education and really learning, you know, earning your stripes, I think, before you get into tackling something like a wedding, because it's a, it's a once-in-a-lifetime deal. You don't get a do-over on a wedding. Well, right. Unless you're Elizabeth Taylor, you get many do-overs on a wedding. <laughs> right? But otherwise, you don't typically get do-overs on weddings, right? Yeah. So it's not, yeah. and the problem with for the client on their end is, after it's said and done, if, if they screw it up, it's it's too late they don't have any you know recourse so i think education is a big thing but i think the other thing too is is carving your own niche finding your own way to differentiate yourself there's a lot, i see a lot of sameness out there in wedding photography now with you know you've got blogs and facebook and instagram and everybody's got the same filters and everybody's got the same stuff and there's this sameness about a lot of photography one of the things about coming here that was really fun is i sat in on print judging and that was like, I, I was ready to like, I'm like, I better just sell all my cameras and just give up. Because really? I saw some stuff that came up on the screen that I was just like, wow. Yeah. It was it was like incredible. A lot of the photographers were actually coming from Asia, a lot yeah. from China yeah. and Singapore. Yeah. And the stuff that they were producing was mind-blowing. And, and wow. so different from what I'm seeing here, kind of cool. more in the North American market. Yeah. Um, so that was really just opened my eyes. But I think sometimes, you know, that you know it can be the you know comparison can be the, the the you know the thief of creativity because you know you want everybody wants to kind of blend in they don't want to yeah. be that the purple it can cow be a thief of creativity or inspiration sometimes it right? can be it can yeah. be yeah it can for sure so i think just you know finding you know learning learning the gear that you have you know before you go out and you know it's gear acquisition syndrome right mm-hmm. and going out and buying all the new latest toys and all the new latest gadgets yeah. which we all love and we like to check it out but i think people do that before they really even understand the gear that they have already. Yeah, right. You know, they think right. they I had a lady once that came to my to my class and it was on studio lighting and we were doing some stuff and there was something I did with the lights, I forget what it was, and she didn't think her she had like Ellen Crom like the top end Ellen Croms. She didn't think hers could do something that, that I showed in class. So the next day she went out and bought a whole other set of lights Gosh, that I had. Geez. Because she didn't think her like top end Ellen lights could do it, uh-huh. and I was like, "You crazy?" So you know, they they just they buy all this gear and they just don't know how to hear what they have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like... I should have. Yeah, because my lights were a lot cheaper. So, but yeah, I think they you know they just gear acquisition syndrome. And they get all caught up in the gadgets and everything. Else
0: it, it, I, we were, I was talking to someone about this earlier, but the whole idea like back in the day, the film days we would get a camera and we'd hold on to that camera mm-hmm. for a long time, five years, sometime more, yeah. right? 10, 20, ever, yeah. ever. And you, Forever. Yeah, and then you'd, you'd get intimate with that camera. You'd know, when it, when I do this, it does that. And when I do this, you know, it has a little bump on there for when I did that, you know? You'd get really intimate and muscle memory builds up with that particular body. And same with Photoshop, you know? Adobe would rev every couple years or something. I remember we got layers and then we got this and we got, you know? So you have a chance to get really intimate with the software and the tools. Fast forward to today, and we're getting new, awesome camera bodies every few months sometimes, you know, that are coming out that make yours feel obsolete. So you feel like you get that. If you're on Creative Cloud, they're dropping new features down often, automatically, to your computer. Now you have something else in there that you have to figure out. Bruce, you have the mic. So what what's the recourse for that? I mean, do photog- should photographers put blinders on and just say, you know what? I'm gonna not going to pay attention to any of this stuff. I'm just going to stick with the camera I have for a year or two. I'm going to stick with the software I have and learn it and perfect my
3: art. Or should they pay attention to the storm of stuff that's happening around them? I think you have to pay. It. I think you certainly have to pay attention. I don't think you completely have the blinders on, or you could be using aperture one day, and then it's you know it's pulled from you the next day. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I couldn't. Hate I had it had to when buy that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's coming from all angles. Now the Canadians are getting you. Know, that's, oh. <laughs> that's awesome. Ouch. Uh, Ouch. No, but I think I think I think you don't. Yeah, you can't put the blinders on completely because you do have to kind of keep pace with what's happening in the industry. Um, but at the same time, I, I think you you can't be so caught up in that, or you'll spend all your time chasing the latest and the greatest and the newest and you'll you'll never get good at what you have there at that moment at that time i've got the new iphone 6 plus and there's still stuff on it i don't haven't figured out and you know i just but i don't know i like gadgets and so i tend to get caught up in that so i'm probably not the best person to talk about it right but i'm i'm starting to teach myself that you know i don't need all that fancy gear i'm trying to you know, slim down and pare down, and not carry. It's probably because I'm getting older too, and yeah. I don't want to carry all that gear with me either. But yeah. um, I think just get to know the gear that you have, but don't totally put the blinders on. I mean, I'm you got guilty yeah.
0: of that too. I mean, I'm guilty of gear acquisition syndrome as well.
3: <laughs> but I have multiple
0: layers: audio gear, cameras, video, lights, all this stuff, and I feel like I need it all
3: <laughs> yeah, I want yeah. it all. So, so yeah, I don't know where it's going, but you know, I think it's exciting. It was encouraging being at the show here. I think there is a bit of a resurgence in the wedding industry. I think people are going back to albums. There's a lot of photographers going back to film, yeah, embracing film mm-hmm. again. So there is a little bit of a revival. I think the shoot and burn era is maybe, I don't know, waning? maybe waning I don't a don't bit. Know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Dude, I'm that's not how sure. I pay my mortgage. No, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I don't know where it's going. I'll yeah. pass it to Brian. He knows where it's going. He's smarter Brian, He's smarter than me. So. Bruce Skyet, man. What What do you think? You yeah. guys all stole my answer. Like I, I,
4: as as Darlene had her answer, I was like, okay, let me think of another one. And then like Robert stole that. And so um, I think I think a couple things. First of all, we talked about gear acquisition syndrome. Yeah, I think a lot of photographers have the exact same thing, but for education. Like a lot of photographers really? feel like, oh, I can just be successful once I go to this workshop or once I get this education or once I buy this book and we, we are obsessive about consuming education, but we never actually do anything with the education. There's a huge difference between wisdom and knowledge. And knowledge, you can just fill your head with, but unless you actually do anything with it, it's not going to take you anywhere. Yeah. So I think that's a really good direction for our industry is to say, stop feeling like you always need to learn the next thing and just master whatever it is that you are currently doing yeah so i think that's one thing but i I think for me as like a wrap-up in terms of where i think we're going next and what the industry needs a couple of things i'm biased in thinking that uh there's too many great photographers that fail because of a lack of business knowledge that they can't pay their bills they can't make a living as a photographer because they don't get the business side of it yeah so that i think is always going to be a need going into it because we're in a creative industry um but i think the most important thing is intent Like, you know, Joseph said, ask the question, why are you doing something? So often we just do something because, oh, sorry, Darlene said it. I'm sorry. I stand corrected. So ask why you're doing something. A lot of times we just, (laughs) sorry. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Somebody said it. (laughs) All these entitled people. See, Um, it, it comes back to like, ask why you're doing something. Do, do, do something with intent just because even we're here with the microphone saying to do something or someone's up on the stage saying to do something, don't take anything for face value. You have to figure out how does that work for you? How does it work for you in your business? What makes sense for you? And then do it with intent and commit to something and be strong with it. Love it.
0: Perfect words to end on. While you have the mic, Brian, we're going to wrap this up give us your location where people can go to connect with you and all that good stuff. And don't forget to mention the podcast that you host. Yes. So, uh, so I host (laughs) a couple, a couple of podcasts. (laughs) Uh, uh, You spread uh, it thin. I forgot.
4: (laughs) So, uh, twip weddings is, is our show here. The guys, uh, uh really excited about that, so twipwed, uh, twipweddings.com mm-hmm. is the best place for that, but sproutingphotographer.com is where I teach about the business of photography, and I have a business of photography podcast as well, so very if show. you uh, if you listen to podcasts, which uh, you're listening to a Your podcast right <laughs> now, in case, in case you're not sure if you listen to podcasts or not, uh, then you should come over and check out our podcast as well. What very was that cool. one again? photographer. Sproutingphotographer.com. Sprouting um, yeah. It's very, very, very good. Is. Yep. And we also shameless plug just uh, announced our all-in-one business success software for photographers. Oh. So it does client management, online galleries, album proofing, sales, contracts, invoices, payments, everything. So it's a whole business success suite for Very wedding cool. and portrait I had no idea photographers. About that. So you were hiding that. Yeah, I know. It's been that, <laughs> that's why I always have to run during our uh, our <laughs> wedding shows. But uh, get Sprout Studio. The name of the company is Sprout Studio. So congratulations on that. Sounds
0: really cool. Yeah, thank you. All right, cool. Bruce Clark, what about you? Where should people go
3: to uh, connect with you? Oh boy, um, come on up to Edmonton, visit. I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> More um, uh, friendly, we're You know, friendly if Canadians. you
0: can raise the temperature about fifty degrees, maybe sixty. <laughs> a, like, month, a month or two, <laughs> it's coming. It's coming.
3: Yeah. Now you can find me over at my website. It's momentsanddigital dot um, I'm on most of the social networks as Bruce Clark with an E at the end yeah. of Clark. Everybody forgets the E, but that's all right. Um, or come check us out on thisweekinphoto.com slash weddings. Yeah. And check out the wedding show. It's a biweekly show. We're going to publish on Wednesdays. I think Wedding Wednesdays. Yep. So we got another episode coming out. Um, well, by the time this show airs, that will have come out on Wednesday, uh, featuring Melissa Jill, and we were actually talking with her all about albums. So we very can kind cool. of continue Perfect. the conversation that we had today and uh, check it out on the Wedding Show. So awesome, hosting cool. with these guys. So. Yeah, I'm the shorty in between them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> cool, thanks, man. So you can find me. This is Robert at RobertEvans.com. Mm-hmm. Twitter, at Robert Evans. Instagram, did you, you register at BobEvans.com, Robert too? Evans, no. But I do have a steak in that restaurant. Do you do? <laughs> yeah, I, right. I, a stake in, in that steak restaurant. restaurant. I like that. <laughs> I, like that. I <laughs> see what you did there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I travel to the Midwest, I actually like to go into the Bob Evans restaurant and pay with my credit card and freak them out. <laughs> do That's they ever say awesome. anything <laughs> i've had them like look twice like... <laughs> um and facebook is robert evans studios which is my uh facebook page and i don't know where else you can find me uh google plus just google yeah. robert evans 101 is i'll my, put
3: links uh, to all those in the show notes yeah excellent <laughs> oh, thank
0: yes, you, yes yes i love
1: it bruce yes. will put links in the show it. notes and again you have to come listen to our podcast on twip twip yes. weddings yeah and, um, and guys, congratulations on that show, man.
0: I, I, you, again, the reason why you guys are doing that show is because I have no idea. I would have no idea what to say or do on a show like that. And, you know, I hear the mark of a good you know and appar- business owner is the hire people that know more than you. So you guys are doing it. And, and apparently that, we're killing it. killing it. You're killing it. You know, people so. love that show. You know? So congratulations. So,
1: awesome. so all wedding photographers want to be wedding photographers and post wedding photographers. You can come listen. See yeah. what you're missing.
0: And Bruce, what's that URL again? Uh,
3: Thisweekinphoto.com slash weddings.
0: Boom. <laughs> awesome. All right. Darlene Hildebrandt, you got one minute. I'm getting the two oh. minute warning over there. I'm a digital
2: photo mentor.com. And uh, if you want to check out the class Bruce and I did together, you can just click on online classes on my website and. Uh, CSN action there. Yep. Um, DP mentor on twit on Twitter. Yep. But I'm also on um, DPS Digital Photography School as the editor, so I'm I got my hand in all, everything that goes on there.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that site. So congratulations on that.
4: Quick thanks. plug, that lighting course is unbelievable. So oh, if thanks, anyone man. wants to check it out, you have to go check it out. Oh,
2: and yeah. I'm on Brian's podcast this week. Well, <laughs> oh. it, like tomorrow yeah. as of we're recording. Yes. So it'll be already... You, you already. guys all just
0: get around.
4: Man. We do.
2: That's <laughs> <laughs> <Us> Canadian <laughs> yeah. A little hey. going on there. Joseph, <laughs>
5: Joseph, what about you? Photo Joseph for everything photo-related. PhotoJoseph.com. Photo Joseph on Twitter, Facebook, yeah, Instagram, and all that. And then, of course... PhotoApps.expert, and we're kicking off our brand new podcast, which is Twip Aperture. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Oh. Twip PhotoApps. <laughs> that, that's what the podcast is oh going to be. <laughs> Twip uh, PhotoApps. You're going to pay for uh, <laughs> It's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's going to that be, yeah. be a good yes, show. it's going to be a good It's time to go down and have some dinner and talk about the logistics we get this thing on the That's what off. we're going to do right after Rolling. this. Excellent. Let's Perfect. do it. All right, guys, thanks a lot
0: for all of you guys for coming in and doing this. I know it's been a long day on the trade show floor, and, uh, you know, this has been perfect. This is a historic This Week in Photo, having everybody in one room together talking. It's good. All right, and listeners, if you want to connect with This Week in Photo, remember, you just head over to thisweekinphoto.com. and uh, with that, it is time to take that lens cap off.